episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast. I'm Katie Mulligan, Editor-in-Chief of ACG's magazine, Middle Market Growth. For this week's episode, I spoke with Craig Smith, Enterprise Executive with Plex Systems. Craig is on the manufacturing committee that helped put together ACG Chicago's Middle Market Manufacturing Conference recently, and he moderated a panel there about leveraging technology. We caught up after the conference to talk about cloud-based systems, leveraging data, and the skills gap facing mid-sized manufacturers today. Craig also talked about how Plex's solutions can help manufacturers cope with supply chain disruptions, something that's especially relevant today given the coronavirus outbreak. The disease has had a major impact on manufacturing and global supply chains, and it's starting to spread to other industries, from airlines to hospitality. I'm recording this from my apartment in Chicago, a day after our governor closed the city's bars and restaurants to diners. With limits on in-person events, the Association for Corporate Growth is putting together content you can access remotely to hear from other dealmakers and business leaders about their views and best practices in this environment. You'll find that in your podcast feed wherever you found this episode, as well as on our website, middlemarketgrowth.org, so check back as we add new features. Now, on to this week's episode. Here's my conversation with Craig Smith. Craig, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Katie. So you moderated a panel at ACG Chicago's Middle Market Manufacturing Conference that addressed leveraging technology to achieve operational excellence. So going off of that theme, can you talk about how Plex Systems supports manufacturers? So I don't know if you're aware, but Plex was actually founded on the shop floor of a foundry in Michigan, in Oxford, Michigan. Uh, The company was called MSP Industries. And inventory and production control was the basis of the system. And at the time, they were evaluating other systems that weren't meeting their needs. So they ended up designing their own system that became Plex eventually. And it was released on April 1st, 1995. So some of the design principles that Plex was really focused on was having real-time access to information, tracking physical reality in a paperless environment. Data ownership was really key. Going off the adage, if you use it, good things will happen. So the system was really built on trust and treating the end users and more importantly, the machine operators, involving them in the process to get more buy-in and involvement and pushing all of that data to establish more change in the company. So it was very much a living system. So training, input, buy-in, it was very much an iterative implementation process. But inventory management really is the heart of Plex. And are there particular subsectors within manufacturing that the firm is focused on? Yes. Our client base, just like MSP Industries, was a tier supplier to automotive. So if you're a supplier, part of a supply chain for an OEM, highly discrete, high volume, discrete and process manufacturing. These are the uh, the clients that we work with every single day. And how can cloud-based tools help manufacturers cope with supply chain disruptions like tariffs or more recently the coronavirus outbreak? That's a great question. When you consider a SaaS-based solution like Plex, having access to real-time information and data is really key. Um, We can help provide infinite visibility to costs as tariffs begin to rise. Hmm. So knowing actual costs when negotiating with suppliers could be extremely helpful. 
And having flexibility to access immediate information with tools like Plex, you can really dig deep to create more efficiencies, especially in the shop floor. And that's where a lot of those insights that our, our clients are looking for when they're updating their systems. It surprised me a couple years ago when I learned that manufacturing generates more data than any other industry. And so with all of that data coming in, have manufacturers been able to use that to gain better insight into their operations? When it comes to a lot of the companies that are evaluating Plex, they're struggling to get those insights because they know that there's some some missed opportunities, especially on the shop floor. I was down in Tampa Bay over the winter, right before Christmas, meeting with a director of manufacturing at a stamping facility down there. The biggest issues he was having is knowing how much it costs to produce a part, knowing when a machine part will be due for maintenance and planning so they can prevent that downtime. These are the insights that they're looking to really capitalize on to create more efficiencies on the shop floor and essentially lower costs and boost profit. And as manufacturers are leveraging new types of technologies, whether it's cloud-based tools or other types of tech, how are the skills required by manufacturers? How is that changing? Certainly, there is a huge influx with you know technology and automation. But what's really key is people need to know how to work with the technology and help run it. So we're seeing a lot of need for more literacy with technology and computers. But even just this morning, we were looking at um, a company here in Chicago, stamping facility, evaluating systems currently. They have a lot of high turnover and a lot of computer illiterate personnel. And ease of use and rapid onboarding is really, really key for their decision process. There's certainly a lot of drive to have more literacy with technology on the shop floor, but you still have a lot of companies that simply don't have that that talent. Um, and then if you consider the younger generation coming in and really establishing themselves in the workforce, you sit them down in, in, in front of a, a DOS green screen, you know, there's not a lot of forgiveness with inefficiencies with technology. So I think a lot of these companies are trying to really differentiate themselves with what tech they have running their not only shop floor, but the entire business. Hmm. And is that adding dedicated roles um, or is that more, you know, taking the employees they already have and and showing them how to use these tools? I think both. Mm -hmm. And how you train those employees and it's continuous training. And with a lot of companies, there's a lot of high turnover. Absenteeism is huge. We had another company a few weeks ago, 25% on any given week, 25% of their workforce does not show up for work. So it's a really big issue right now, uh, finding the skill sets, finding the people that can really help these manufacturers drive more efficiencies and improve operations. And what are some of the other key technologies that are having an impact on the manufacturing space right now? Last week, I spoke with John Walker of EOS, and he talked a lot about 3D printing. Are Mm -hmm. there any other technologies you'd point to as really being game changers in this space? For sure. I think when you consider a lot of manufacturers there is a huge drive for the digitalization of manufacturing and connecting operations with production. That connectivity um, in context with the data is really enabling decisions. So we're also seeing a lot more robotics. That same company in Tampa, they have one of 14 presses that they're running. One of those is currently run by a robot. And they're looking to implement more of those robots on their lines because the ultimate vision that the 
director of manufacturing uh, was tasked with is really a, um, a lights-out operation. Oh, say more about that. What's a, what do you mean by a lights-out operation? So less workers on, on the shop floor. So there's more robotics running these machines, but he needs to really get a better control on costs and really closing that gap with what they call a convergence cost. So you produce a part for X. Well, how much did it cost to produce? And really narrowing that gap um, to see more efficiencies. Also with that, he's also looking to add more sensors to track some of the dyes on these presses. Because when you have an unexpected breakdown or when the dye needs to be replaced, dyes wear out after stamping so many hundreds of thousands of times, stamping those pieces, they need to be changed. So if he can better plan for when the dyes need to be changed, saving that overtime from personnel and planning ahead instead of being reactive, which is how they're currently operating, uh, that's really going to give them the competitive edge to have that future lights out operation. So call it industrial internet of things, if you will. These sensors are, it's an extremely competitive industry right now, but we're seeing that more and more companies are looking to get more of those efficiencies on the shop floor. So it's huge. And is the obstacle, is it is it cost and just making the investment in these types of technologies? Or is it also about just understanding how it's going to add to the add value and and what that looks like when you consider middle market i think a lot of these companies they they need to know that they're going to gain more efficiencies so they're looking for that return on investment which is really difficult to establish but we can help them create that business case Um, we introduce independent partners to help them write that business case to justify the expense because ultimately you know what these technologies can assist in the way they're running operations. But it's really connecting that shop floor to the top floor to really boost productivity. And in any conversation about technology, I feel like layered onto that is cybersecurity. So what are some of the considerations right now that manufacturers are having to think about? Well, going to the cloud. I mean, certainly the conversation with a lot of our clients that we work with, the cloud conversation is getting much easier to have. So more and more people are used to and using cloud technologies. We use it all the time. You know, if you're, if you have a Gmail address, you're using the cloud. So I think adoption is high, but other risks, I mean, when you consider running a SaaS-based solution, it can help protect you from things like ransomware. So your own corporate networks, the computers, your laptop here, that's connected to this network in this office. These are at risk from a single employee accidentally opening something and downloading some sort of malware by mistake. Mm-hmm. But And any software that you have running on the same network is also susceptible to those kind of attacks. Whereas a SaaS solution, it doesn't live on your network, it doesn't live on Plex's network or whoever your cloud service provider is. It's segregated so that normal employee user behavior cannot affect or impact the rest of the operations. Huh, okay. So those are big considerations, but the cloud technology, the cloud conversation is getting easier and I think more and more people are adapting. So essentially a, a manufacturer going to the cloud, they, they don't have to have the responsibility of securing their own network. Right. Okay. And I think a lot of the clients, especially mid-market, they don't have robust IT departments mm-hmm. to manage these systems and they're busy managing more of the day-to-day issues that arise. So. Being proactive with securities is huge, but when you consider IT and data security, the primary role for any IT organization is to minimize risk, right? And regarding data management, the number one reason for increased risk is human error. 
and being able to, I guess, address that and understand that it's a shared responsibility between the company who's putting data into the cloud and the cloud service provider. But I think there's a lot of cool technology down the road, like machine learning, that's going to make it easier to understand behaviors uh, with with data inconsistencies uh, that could predict when an attack might be happening. To what extent have you seen mid-sized manufacturers commit to investing in, in new technologies? And we've talked about a lot of interesting things here, but is that something that's already happening or are these more forward-looking things for a lot of mid-sized players? So manufacturers are usually behind with investing in technology. There's a lot of laggards out there, especially middle market. And as it relates to enterprise systems to improve workflow processes, they certainly don't have a problem spending money on capital equipment because it's tied directly into production and potential output, right? But this is changing. They're investing, but being careful with that investing. They need that proof that the investment is going to pay off and create more efficiencies, lower those costs, increase profitability. But the concern around change and how to properly manage it can also delay mid-sized manufacturers to invest in new technology because when it's all said and done, it's the people, it's the organization and the people that are in the organization to help drive success. It's not just the technology investment, it's really the preparedness and the training piece and the almost cultural shift that goes along with it. Absolutely, so. yes. I mean, the culture, and it's huge. And it's important that change management piece, education, training, getting buy-in, it's all geared towards creating a successful implementation And you have to have the people on board. You have to have top-down executive support, which we talked about last week during the the tech panel. If you don't have that, you're going to be really climbing up a tall hill. Craig, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Katie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. Subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or Google Play, where you can listen to past episodes and hear the next episode in two weeks. While you're there, we'd love if you could rate the show and leave a review to help other listeners find out about us. If you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the podcast, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Please email them to editor at acg.org. I'd also encourage you to check out our website, middlemarketgrowth.org, for more content covering the middle market, private capital investment, and trends in middle market M&A.